We've got some fresh hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. You're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. That one. There we go. If you'd like to learn how to turn your content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. Oh, yeah. My goodness. Today's wow. Friday, guys. You, you I for, got it. You forgot the buttons over here. I know. But it's, it's all good. It's all good. That that was meant to be because we're like, how can we start right from the bottom? So everything from here is we're just going up. We're right? just going up. Yeah. After we introduce today's guest, it's just going to go straight up. And today we're going to be talking about her 20-year entrepreneurial journey. Ooh. I know. This is like so much much experience so much goodness what, i can wait to what take people all, call taking all this lessons what people call like the the overnight success right yes the, exactly the it's a success. 20 year overnight success for yeah, sure i know fancy <laughs> do we have a sponsor today indeed we do thank you for asking you're welcome and my dear today's sir. sponsor is your own the biz bros yes we sponsor our own podcast with content momentum and yeah. you might be asking yourself what is content momentum well, if you produce a long-form piece of content just like this one that you're listening to or watching and you need a modern media team Let's go. to come into your business so we can turn that long-form piece of content into multiple valuable bite-sized assets, then we're here for you. Slide in the DMs Ooh, at Brosco on Facebook, on Instagram. Let's go. Oh, that was... That was that. That was that, Fonzie. You, you did it so it. good today. <laughs> Guys, go ahead and follow the podcast. Follow, subscribe, hit, smash any button that shows up in there. Follow us on social <laughs> media at BizRosco because these episodes drop live every Monday, Wednesday, yes. Friday, and on your favorite podcasting platform every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Hmm. That is right. And don't forget to follow us as well in all those platforms and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BizRosco. We're, we're everywhere. We're guys. everywhere. We're You're everywhere. gonna see golden boulders everywhere. <laughs> that is right. And we're all ask for you today is if you find value in yes. today's conversation if today's guest can help you or someone that you know get one step closer to your goal or their goal please all we ask is for you to share this episode and leave a five-star review thank you let me tell you we are in for a treat today today's guest is bringing the knowledge the energy and the experience she has run her business for over 20 years, may I say, yes. and as you can imagine, it has come with many lessons which we'll be exploring today. Oh yeah, today's awesome guest helps entrepreneurs lose weight in a sustainable way without taking time away from their business or family. Very, very important. And let me tell you, you won't find anyone as passionate as her about serving others. She is she is at a whole different level. That's right. Today's guest has helped hundreds, if not thousands of people in their fitness journey. And it all started by her taking that first step and looking for solutions to her own problem. That's right. Please welcome host of the Rhino Julie Show, owner of the Rhino Gyms, and Mudwater's number one fan, Rhino Julie! Yes! Let's go! <laughs> oh, we're so excited to have you here. Did the screen or the audio just exploded because the amount of energy that you just came with is like, oh, so <laughs> good. My goodness. <laughs> What's up, Julie? How's it going? Oh, man. 
It is a fantastic Friday. I'm just, I'm ready to rock and roll. I got pumped by your intro. The audience is going wild too. Oh, the man, that was, going wild. I, I think we crushed it today, Julie. Oh, it's so good. Hey, we had, we had to perform for you, Julie. We're like, <laughs> you know, right before we hop in, in here with you on StreamYard, we were just walking around the office like, head in the game we gotta get the head in the game you know <laughs> we we gotta make this this work out yeah um, but we're extremely th thankful to have you here julie and i mean i am so excited to dive into your story and all the lessons but before that right for those that are listening that might not know who rhino julie is can you can you tell uh, tell us a little bit about how this 20 year entrepreneurial journey started for you Well, you know, I was 17 years old, so now you have it. I'm 37, going to be 38 <laughs> this month. And Congrats. I remember just thinking, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to get a job, I'm going to have insurance, and I am not going to be like my parents and my grandparents and my aunts and my uncles who are all entrepreneurs and either on top of the world or completely stressed out of their minds. Like, there is no consistency to this entrepreneurial yeah. journey, right? And so, uh, yeah, I had uh, offers for college, full rides, like ready to go. And um, I started my first business. It was a little print advertising business. And my dad had a need that wasn't being fulfilled in the market for his business. And he's like, hey, Julie, you should do this. And I don't know, I, I was living this life of, I'm gonna say yes to every opportunity and I don't want to miss out on anything, you know, like that was FOMO 20 years ago and now we call it FOMO. Yeah. And so I started this little print advertising business where I connected real estate agents with all of the different uh, businesses and I would go directly into the realtor's offices and give them flyers and put little things in their boxes and I was the only one doing it at the time. And then I started getting fat. I started getting fatter and fatter. So four years into that entrepreneurial journey, and I did go to college. I didn't graduate, but I went for like five years trying to learn <laughs> business in college, which is not what you go to our local college for. <laughs> I'm sure there's colleges that excel in that, but yeah. mine, I took an accounting class and asked what accounting system I should use for my business. And he didn't want, I was like, well, oh, okay. Anyways, back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> so I started getting fatter and fatter and I just remember I had this client meeting and it was with, with Rusi Bolsangiev and he was this super intimidating guy and my pants wouldn't, my skirt, it wouldn't button that morning. So I used the hair tie and girls know what I'm talking about. Use the hair tie to like keep your, your skirt together. And I was wearing a jacket and I'm in Las Vegas and it's hot and I'm sweating and I'm just uh, so miserable and so intimidated and so uncomfortable. And I was like, I can't live my life this way. So I gave all of my clients to my competitors because at that time, other people were starting to do the same thing. And I just went 100% into the fitness industry because back then wow. there was Arnold pumping iron at the gym. <laughs> there was Kung Fu and kickboxing where you actually had to hit each other. And then there was your mom's aerobics class, which is pretty cool, but it wasn't what I wanted. I wanted to go join the military to like do their boot camp, which is a terrible reason to join the military. So I didn't <laughs> do that, but I started my own boot camp for civilians and then that's what brought me to where i'm at today and it's been a journey we like i had a business during uh the big 2001 crash during the big 2008-9 crash like and then most recently during the pandemic so mm. like that 20 year span covers some pretty big crazy world happenings oh, as well man. yeah no absolutely i'm yes like i'm impressed uh Yeah, how you have gone through all this and you're thriving, you know, this. And, and 
the excitement, the passion after 16 years doing the fitness industry, right? That business is it, it's inspiring by itself, right? Like every time we see you on screen and you're so excited and you talk about how passionate you are about this and how you want to help entrepreneurs, right? Pretty much how you're helping the person that you were right 16 years ago when you decided to start your own, your own fitness journey, right? And that is extremely exciting because a lot of people, they're often confused on like, well, I want to do something on my own, but I don't know what to do. And sometimes the answer is in your own story, right? It's like, well, look at your bag. What, what problem have you solved for yourself that now you're proud of that you can share your story, relate to people and just help them, you know, solve their problem as well. So thank you for sharing that. I'm extremely excited. And, you know, I'm sure there are plenty, plenty of challenges in here But what was maybe one that stuck, you know, to your mind? And I have m many other questions. But right now, what was that <laughs> first challenge that you said when you started the the fitness, uh, the fitness business? That you were like, hmm, maybe I won't get out of this one. Maybe this is not for me. Should I be doing something else? You know, did you ever uh, questioned what you were doing? Because um, I'm sure that, that there were plenty of moments like that. So I love everything you just said, especially I'm helping myself 16 years ago and I'm helping myself 15 years ago, 14, 13, 12. Like there has been a health issue for my entire entrepreneurial journey because I've always put my business first. I used to. Now I put myself first. And in the last couple of years that I've done that, my business has, you know, done better than ever, except for the pandemic. That was pretty rough on gems. <laughs> yep. yeah. So the first year, guys, I'm overweight and I'm running a fitness boot camp for adults. And I had never been in the military and I was calling it a boot camp before you called exercise boot camp. So I was really good at making flyers <laughs> and getting people excited about things in print. And I would get people out to the park and I'm wearing a little camel hat and I have that little whistle and I'm mustering up all of the excitement and courage that I possibly can. And I just see their eyes just kind of fall. Like this is our fitness instructor. This is the one who's going to get us in shape. And luckily I had these two super cool guys who were in the military, like helping me out and making it look legit. But it was really like my thing. And we acted like they were training me, but the exercises were like mine. Like I would go to Home Depot and get, telephone poles and then we do buckets of water that we're doing relay races with. It was super fun, right? Super yeah, fun. so fun. But for the whole first year, guys, guess how many clients I had for the whole first year? Guess how much money I made in gross revenue for the whole first year of my new business? Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say in the, in the five figures. In the like... <laughs> so <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I made $100 from one client who paid me. Wow. Everybody else came and said, what is this? This makes no sense. This is dumb and I'm not coming back. Wow. But for me, like I wanted it. I wanted it so bad because every day I did the workouts with them and it was the type of working out that I wanted to do. It was a group workout And I had some friends that I just like would beg to come and it would be different people coming to make it look like it was a thing each night. And yeah. I was losing weight and I was getting in shape and I was having fun. And it reminded me of my old cross country and like track days. It reminded me of being on a team and I was just desperate to keep it going. And that one client, all she could afford was $100. And that's, that's all I charged her. And she came for a year. 
But knowing that one person liked it, I was like, there has to be more people. Yeah. And so we decided to go to a little bit better area of town because the area of town that I grew up in, the area of town that I had this at, you know, there was like shootings and stuff, like, you know, right down the street while we were holding our, our boot camp. And so we went to the better side of town and I called up our local news stations and I said, hey, the other news station is challenging you to an obstacle course, like fitness thing. <laughs> And then I told the other news station, hey, the other you know, news station is challenging you. <laughs> and channel three, like, and it's it's our local, like, it's our local news station, they believed us. And they came out and they sent a reporter for a two-hour live shot. And so the anchor and the reporter were there for two hours. And I begged people at this point, everybody was sick of my fitness boot camp. They're like, Julie, we don't want to go and make this look like it's successful when it's not anymore. But luckily people came out, we made it look like there was a, it was a thing. And then within the first hour after that, we had 83 phone calls wow. on my private you know, cell phone number. Wow. <laughs> so, and it's just crazy times because that, and so over the next few years, I would spend over a half a million dollars trying to explain that it wasn't for bad kids. Stop sending us your bad kids. And we had like what the first time we started getting really successful, we we ended up having the big uh, the big like recession, and mm. then we started getting successful again, and then we ended up having our own government or local governments shut us down, even though we had permits and start their own at the same times and locations, calling it the same name. Wow. And like just, it seemed like every year there was these big hits that just kept on coming. But the one underlying thing was I needed the program. Yes. I needed it. Wow. <laughs> so, wow, Julie. Well, so, yeah, I know, so many I know you golden have, boulders here. Yes, oh, so much. Uh, the team is going to have a blast here. Uh, Danny, I'm talking to you. Um, so, <laughs> he, so much to distill here. Like, obviously, like, well, first off, gross revenue from a year, we're like, you got us there, right? Like, $100. Doesn't matter. Like, you needed it, right? Like, this is so this is so fun, right? When you enjoy the process, right? We talk about this a lot of, a lot of the times. You know, we had that screen printing t-shirt, like, business. People were paying money, but we hated the process. It wasn't for us, right? And we're like, oh man, this is so painful. And we recently posted like this picture and it's real, guys. Mm. But and and then for you, you're like, okay, that's the fire, you know, that that keeps me going. And then after that, okay, uh the PT Barnum story. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with PT Barnum. Uh are you are you? Do you know who PT Barnum is? Yeah. A little the bit. Circus guy. Yeah. The circus guy. Yeah, it's awesome. The movie first musical ever that I really enjoyed. From now on. <laughs> and, uh, but anyways, but he has there was a, a book. There's a customer born every minute. I feel yep. uh, I think it's called. And there's these incredible stories on how he will market. And he has this story about the the the, the Fiji mermaid. And your story of the two stations reminds me so much of that because it's such a smart move. And people are like, they don't have the pelotas to go and try something like that. First off, right? Like so, I. I on the marketing side of things, I would love to maybe a little bit later dive in, in like, what was your thought process there? And you're like, I am actually going to do it. That's something that we call table face. I'm actually going to go ahead, ask for what I want. Let's bring him out. I mean, that generated like 83 phone calls at the time. That was incredible, right? Like what an incredible result. So obviously like a lot of stuff here. And uh, I see you like as this like fitness supergirl mixed with like marketing superwoman and, and all these business stuff. Like you're like, you have all these elements, right? And it's so exciting mm -hmm. to hear you you your stories because it's been 20 years of this implementing 
executing, going back. And at the end of the day, what you say, your message is that it goes back to me, is what I needed. And you know, a lot of entrepreneurs out there might be having that same thought process, right? What am I, why am I doing this? What am I doing this? And I bring it back to our own story with publishing, right? It's the same thing. We started the podcast for us, right? We started the show in the middle of the pandemic. Like as soon as we start, as soon as we lost like 80% of our business, we're like, this is the thing that we got to do. Let's get a message out. Let's connect with amazing entrepreneurs. And it, it turned into this sort of not only therapy, but relationship building, like incredible learning experiences with incredible entrepreneurs like you, right? So we need this show. This is why we do it live every, like three times a week. People are like, whoa, man, that's a lot. I'm like, I don't care. We need it. This like drives us forward, especially when we meet people like you. So I want people to relate to that. Like if you're listening or watching right now, what you're doing, is it the thing that you need? Are you so passionate that you're going to go and literally go to a news station and be like, hey, they're challenging you. So Fonzie, we got to do that. We're like, hey, this news station, they're challenging you for a podcast episode. They're challenging you for a podcast competition. Let's do this. Ah, yeah, we, we'll we got to figure we something figure out like that. Yes. Uh, Julie, <laughs> I, I, I love the fight. You know, where we started this part of the conversation, which is you were you're trying to help people solve that problem that you had 16 years ago. But then you're like, I want to work out the way I want to work out. Right. And you were doing your own fun workouts. Right. Keeping it exciting. And I love that. Right. Because I, I'm trying to put that into perspective on our business. Right. And I think part of our business now is that, too, is we want to publish the way we want to publish, right? Like we want to make it fun for us and entertaining. We know the value of it, right? But why there's so much resistance for other people, the same as it, there was for us, and you know what we can do to remove that and make people enjoy oh, their process. So, so I, I I love what you're saying in here, and I'm just so curious because it seems like you're this type of person that you have. You're not afraid of being rejected, of telling people telling you no, right? Because you're calling these media places and telling them all these things, right? You are someone that it's always taking, it, it seems like you're always taking action, right? And you, you mentioned that you were raised by entrepreneurs as well, right? A family of entrepreneurs. What do you think helps you, right? not be afraid of fear of rejection or I might be mistaken, right? Maybe you have that fear too, but you still take action, right? Like why? Cause and the reason I'm asking this is because a lot of people that are trying to build their business, they are not taking action in the most important things because there's that layer of fear in between, right? So how can they move past that? So first of all, I think one of my personal superpowers when I started my fitness business was I hadn't been a member of anybody else's. Mm. And I'd gone to 24 hour fitness a couple times with my mom and she bought me like the $12 a month family package, but I didn't like it. So I didn't know, right. And I think just me starting what I needed and not looking at what anybody else was doing. And of course this was kind of pre-internet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's a little bit easier. Uh, but that really helped me just develop what I wanted to do. And regarding the fear of rejection, let me tell you a little bit about my amazing upbringing. <laughs> so my parents and my grandparents, entrepreneurialism like goes like this, right? And, and by up here, I mean, we're doing well financially. Down here means we're not sure like how we're going to get the food to eat next week, right? Yeah. And when I was being raised after five years old, we were at the bottom. And then my parents went back up again after I left the house. 
So being raised kind of super poor and then like, and, and by super poor, I mean, my dad was so awesome. He never asked for anything from anybody else. We always like were taken care of, but there were, there was a time where we didn't have an oven and we didn't have floors because dad built our own house, but he couldn't finish it. And he's just amazing and adorable. But anyways, rejection, let's go back there. So I was raised in a super awesome religion that like it's, you don't find these types of religions um, anymore. It's still around, my parents are still in it. Um, it's awesome, but I take things like 100%. I take it to the next level. So my parents are just normal people, being normal people, doing normal people things. I was like, I'm gonna save everybody's souls. <laughs> and I, like, I am going to dress the part. So I would wear the long dresses and the hair in a bun, like, you know, cause the elders in the church and the ministers, yeah. that's what they preach. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it. My parents didn't make me, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> and we had this 83 year old minister come to the house and he took me under his wing and we knocked on doors and tried to sell Jesus and God. And wow. by we, I mean, he would be at the curb and he would shoosh me along and I would go up to the door and I would knock on it. And more often than not, first of all, we're in a poor neighborhood. Anyone in Las Vegas, I went to Fremont Middle School. That's right, you can't hurt me. <laughs> you know the middle school I went to. And not only that, I did it wearing long dresses and my hair up in a bun. So yeah, I'm not wow. afraid of anything. <laughs> and I just remember knocking on the door of like the most popular girl in school. And I had to say my spiel. And yeah, and I ate lunch in the bathroom, like because we'll just say that there were some people that would steal my lunch just about every day. And so like after that, it's like, I don't know. Wow. You know, like you can't touch, like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, what do you got? You I have love some words it. for me? Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, I, you know, I'm relating this to something I read this morning. Um, it's called. Uh, oh, I forgot the name of the book, right? Sorry, sorry, book. But <laughs> it, it's about this consulting company called IDEO. They're huge in, in New York and they, they work in this like very creative solutions for problems, right? And the phrase that I read today that stuck the most was courage is taking consistent small steps, right? And that is literally what you're describing right now. It's a series of small steps that you took so you could get rid of that fear of re rejection, right? For you, it seems like it was door to door yeah. sell selling Jesus, right? <laughs> like you're selling uh, to, to people. So I think it's absolutely amazing because that is right there with that story you literally share with people, a little guide, a tiny guide on how they can get, you know, yeah. they, they, they can get rid of that fear. And just by taking small actions. So make a plan, right? What is that goal that you want to do? So, so for example, right now for us is sales, right? And we are in the in the same sales mastermind. And how can the, how can we do those consistent small steps? Is that prospecting, right? Those sending those messages daily. And I feel the more we get rejected, right? It's like, you know what? It's not that bad. My life still goes on. Right. I can still get to connect with awesome people like nothing really changes if people say no. Uh, the other part of the question is, it seems like you really don't care at all what people think <laughs> about you, which is oh. absolutely amazing. So let, let, let me let me let me just say I really have a trigger when I'm falsely accused. I do. Um, so people can 
I have, I have been, I've had people too. I've been punched in the face before, actually more than once. And that didn't bother me. Being told like to my face, anything doesn't bother me. Private messages, whatever. But when someone who doesn't even know me says, oh, all she yes. cares about is this, this, and this, like those, those things still affect me. Yeah. And yeah. I like that's a, that's a constant work in progress. And I have to just tell you guys something. This is really important, I think, for everybody to hear is that now where I'm at in my life, I love everybody to be free to do whatever they want. And I believe in love and I, I just believe everyone should go their own way. And growing up, like I, I had, you know, we all have some mental problems, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it did. And I was scared. I was yeah. driven by fear. So mm -hmm. I was trying to save people who didn't need to be saved because I was scared. And, mm. and so my actions growing up and the, the things that I was selling growing up, it was fear driven. And that was something I put on myself. My parents aren't like that. My brothers are perfectly normal human beings, but I just took every, I take everything a little too far mm. sometimes. Yeah. And now it's driven by love. Mm. Like, what do you need? How can I help you? And, you know, let me keep asking questions until we give you the power to kind of figure it out for yourself. And so I used to be this like bulldozer forcing my own fear on other people. And now I would like to think that the yeah. things I'm doing yeah. is out of love. And when you're selling that way, it's not selling, I, you know. I, I, I want to dig, sorry, can, can, I'm I, sorry. can I talk to that? Wait, wait, let me, let me ask like, this one. It's like, Fonzie show and Julie show. That's fine. It's okay. I, I just want to dig yeah, a little the, bit the deeper into the this the one. Crowd is with me. Okay, hold on. Before you dig deep, because I have this comment from the last thing that she said. I think it's super important because right, I want to bring ahead. it out to the audience. Okay. All right, go ahead. Julie, you're the, it's a live show. I mean, this is what's happened. Okay, <laughs> so here's the thing. And this is why this point I want to highlight before we dig deep into this, I feel it's also super important but the thing is like we frame the re like we have these references <clears throat> sorry of experiences right in the past like the one that the door-to-door -door sale that you have right versus the stuff that we're doing today sometimes because if they're not on the same field right we don't relate those so i'm gonna give you an example uh for example i finished like an eight hour race and a 24 hour race i did the the world toughest matter right in in atlanta at 32 degree freezing call whatever like fancy was amazing in the pit crew right but that physical experience to me became an anchor right for now on my day-to-day -day, if i'm going through a really like rough patch or i'm like man like i don't feel like i can do this which is literally sending a message or sending an email to somebody or sending it like talking to a prospect of somebody said no i immediately go back to my mental space of the second I completed my 24 hour because that was such a huge achievement physically, right? And mentally, right? And I'm like, wow, if I was able to do that, then I can do this, right? So sometimes because it is a different environment, sometimes we don't make that connection. But I just wanted to, to, to highlight this because we can find those connections in those experiences, right? Remember how you felt like, and you're like, man, like that was a lot of work. That was intense. That was a lot of fun too. But at the same time, okay, if I was able to do that, now I can, you know, do my outreach, do my publishing, go talk to that client, go face that conversation, right? And I think that's super important. And the fact that you related to that story on the door, it says door to door, we never did door to door. Well, kinda, kinda in like Happy Feet, we sold like school to school, it was different. But anyways, um, but those experiences help us, you know, execute moving forward. That's it, that's all the parentheses I wanna say. All right, Fonse my turn again, my turn again. Well, that's I good. Connected that though, so I want to. I actually want to tell you this, this is my mm. first time ever talking about that, and this is my first time actually connecting that. So, and, and I actually feel more confident 
<laughs> I actually feel more confident after you just said that and the connection happened. So that was a good interruption between the two of us, our, us this conversation. Oh, so. thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think you just picked a bro. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Julie. <laughs> Julie, he's obsessed with this competition of pick a bro. Um, But yeah, we're not going to go that way. But Julie, back back to the the other question. I'm curious what happened that made you transition from that fear space to that love space, right? Because I think there's so much in there to unpack. And the reason I'm asking is because for us, when we started our business, we literally started in this place of need, right? And I think this place of need was fear-based as well now that you mention it and you know we weren't doing things for the right reasons and we you know went into a place that we weren't enjoying doing what we were what we had to do so i'm extremely curious for what took in your place to transition from that place of fear to that place of serving with love this the answer is the same as my happiness answer actually like because when i lost weight i still wasn't happy mm-hmm. and that was a big like i thought that once i lost weight everything would just be fixed but i actually still wasn't eating healthy and i still wasn't taking care of myself and so the transition between unhappiness to happiness to me is the same from fear to love and that's loving myself mm. and it's it's something that i always was annoyed when i heard people talk about loving ourselves Um, Like most of my 20s was spent driving really, really hard towards what I wanted and being annoyed when people talk to me about things like meditation, loving yourself, Mm. personal growth. I'm like, I'm nice to everybody all the time and I always put on a happy face. Like, I don't think I need any of that stuff. And that stuff is what helped me make that transition because Mm. when we're able to sit in silence just with ourselves, not even with a guided meditation process, but just, I sit in silence every morning and I just sit there and I look at birds outside my window. And you can't do that. Well, I couldn't do that when I was super unhappy with myself and when I didn't love myself. And uh, it's it, it sounds crazy, but it's, it's really nutrition that yes. was the difference. I only started eating healthy a few years ago. Wow. Like I, I didn't eat healthy. I just, I would push my body. I did the 24 hour rucks and yes. all of the crazy things so that I could eat pancakes and Philly cheesesteaks and pizza and soda and whatever I wanted. because I'm a foodie. I love food so much. Um, <laughs> and when I started adding, so I do not practice restriction. I don't teach it. But when I started adding the things that I needed to support my body, the fog in my brain lifted. All of a sudden I had energy. All of a sudden I wanted to solve problems in my business. I love inventing new things and working on new things, but I ran from problems. Yeah. Like, I mean, so I started my business 20 years ago. Guess when I first did my taxes? Six years after I started my business. <laughs> Everything's up to date and good now, but I'm just saying, like, I would run from the things that I didn't like. I would yeah. literally hide from them. And, yeah. and so eating healthy and taking care of my body kind of as a temple instead of just punishing it for what I would eat. That that was that was the big changer. And sleeping enough. I used to teach 5 a.m. classes. And there was a time where I used to wake up at 2.30, pull all the trailers to the different locations in town where I had the outdoor boot camps because the coaches couldn't, didn't have trucks to pull the trailers. And I would teach my own 5 a.m. class and I'd be working all day, you know, and then go to bed late. Wow. And you're just driving yourself into the ground. And it's really hard not to be scared and, and have the fear and yeah. make the wrong decisions when 
you don't have time yeah. and clarity, you know? Oh, wow. That, this that, is that's cute. very powerful. Yeah. Do you feel that's necessary? Like going through those moments? We've had these conversations in the past with a few people, right? Like, and, and at some degree, like we've lived it. We, it's not as extreme as waking up at 2.30 in the morning, right? Like, but... But we feel like there's there's a hustle that happens. There's a thing that, you know, for example, me mentally, like there's always stuff to do, right? So I'm like, okay, should I, this is, you know, we talked about this a little bit before the show, right? Like I'm trying to limit, right, the, my, my working day. And my way of doing it is with these two workouts, like in the morning and the afternoon, and I'm trying to stick to it the, the best I can. But at the same time, right, like, is there a stage in the entrepreneurial journey, right? The one that you're telling that, is that really necessary? Is is that like going through those late nights, going through like this thing? And if if it is, like how can we control it a little bit better? Or if it's not, like how do we get there, right? Because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs in their journey, that's a stage that is pretty common, right? And I, I'm trying to figure out, is it the lack of information about that specific time? Because is the hustle like culture, like is everybody telling you, you gotta hustle, you gotta work really hard, right? Like let's redefine hard, what is it? Is it being effective is it great communication with your team is it using leverage is it like smart eating like is it healthy eating like what is it right like in your opinion is it necessary or if it's not like how can we you know start creating that structure to be sustainable it really depends on what we want yeah and i think that i had so much mental anguish at the time over some personal things that I didn't want a single second of me to myself where I could think mm. about where I was at. So I, I feel like I chose all of these new shiny things. Like we put on a hundred obstacle obstacle course in the middle of the desert back in 2000. It was, it was before like the big tough mutters and the Spartans. And it was a miserable failure because it was way too hard. Nobody was able to actually like complete all the obstacles wow. except like my brothers. And by the way, <laughs> when you said pick a biz bro, I have three brothers and I'm perfectly happy to add two more. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I, I, the, the crowd agrees. The crowd agrees. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but most of the things that I've done in my entrepreneurial life were completely unnecessary and didn't get me to where I'm at today. They just made it take a lot longer. Like had I been careful and had I consistency, oh, I was never consistent. Like never, I I never hired properly before. Now now we do, we have, we have everything in order. Over the last five years, I went deep into business and became a business mentor. I'm like, I'm gonna do things right. But before that, I would just hire my friends with, you know, mm -hmm. like, very little training because I'm like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Like this isn't that hard type thing. And it was my decisions that resulted in the late nights in being understaffed. It was mostly the biggest mistake I've made is underpricing. And then it was impossible to run the business properly. And Ooh. then there would always be problems because it was impossible to run. And wow. doing Groupons back in the day, we we have the award for the most Groupons for a fitness business I think ever sold in a day, which is two thousand one hundred and twenty-one. And I have my brother answering a cell phone, and you get two thousand new clients in a day. Like, how do you think that's going to go? And I'm surprised. Like most people had a very positive experience with us, but I'm surprised because like that, that's twenty-seven dollars for a month of you know, our services and we're taking care of all these people. And yeah, wow. so I blame everything on myself, but going back to the hustle, it depends on what we want. If we want to be with our families, you know, and we want to have that kind of life, then how much money do we need? 
You know, like, what are we hustling for? Are we yes. hustling for the ego, you know, or are we hustling so that we work really hard for a year and then the rest of the years we can kind of ease back. But I think the biggest lie that I ever believed was that I could build my businesses up and step out. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that. Wow. That's so that's so good. Julie, thank you. I mean, it comes down to a choice, right? It's it's our own choice. And uh, I, I love this answer so much because over the last two weeks, we've been like pretty intentional on how, what are the next steps on the business, right? Like for pre-COVID, we had this this profile of, of customers, like right? COVID happened 80%, you know, closed doors. So we're like, okay, we can't, we can't execute for you, uh, right? Then after COVID, like this, the, the show starts, right? And and the product that we have for the brick and mortar is, is kind of adapted and it's been catching fire. It's really doing really good, right? But now we're in a place where it's like, obviously building the systems and the team and everything in the back end, right? And, and people know this, it's, it's taxing, right? On my side, at least, you know, I'm, I, people that define me as the integrator, right? Like Fonzie is that dreamer guy, great ideas, right? And then how can we implement those two together? And the, over the last two weeks, I feel we've been very consistent thanks to our mentor, Jerry. Like this guy like has, has worked with amazing companies and obviously co connecting with people like you, Julie, right? It's like, okay, they're at that level, right? How can we get to that level? And it goes back to our own choices. So personally, you know, for me, right? It, go, it goes back to my family, my kid. I have Luca, he's two years old. I, I want to spend time with him. I want to go, you know, see him play soccer and, and go to the beach and camping. And I'm a, a Jeep person. So I want to take the Jeep places, right? Fonsi wants to travel. He wants to do it. And we had a, a conversation a little bit. Uh, the seed was planted. It's like, how do we take this show on the road if we ever want to be on the road? Like, is it sustainable this way? Should we change different things? And then, going from there now it's making us take the, make these decisions to make sure that it's sustainable over time so that that's why i was very curious and it comes down to our choices like really what do we want right so uh I, I freaking love it thank you so much for bringing all your experience and 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 your incredible wisdom yeah I'm, I'm, can i talk about employees just real quick oh yeah absolutely you can talk about whatever you want julie yes and this goes this goes great because lately we're talking about the modern media team right so in the last mm -hmm. discussions that we've had you know on clubhouse on the group on and the 45 live group it's been around this and uh, yeah please go ahead we've been geeking out and, and showing and you know even with our own team so please because you want to collapse time frames, right? You want to be able to get more done in less time. So that definitely means hiring people. And you guys have already done that. And I don't know why it literally took at least 15 years to figure out the hire slow, you know, fire fast thing. Mm -hmm. Like, why does it take so long to do that? And I think it's because by the time we do hire somebody to take some of those tasks that we don't have to be doing, we're desperate for them. We've taken on too much. And by the time we actually hire them, we don't have time or we're so burnt out that we just tell them once, oh, you need to do this. And yes. then we just leave them and then we're upset because everything's not being done right. But we don't have the accountability chains and the systems. And so that's the biggest thing I've learned is repetition when it comes to training yeah. and taking our time when it comes to hiring. And, and then that's how, like, you know, if I asked you, can you be successful in a 40 hour week? Absolutely, I, probably less too. Yeah. Maybe 30, right? Like just, but we can't if we're, you know, if we end up spending our time on things that are unnecessary and then all of us go through the motivation issues, right? So we yeah. start our day and we have this block of time to get all these super cool things done and we end up doing who knows what, like we don't even know what we did, but we didn't do the things. 
And it's because we had just one of those days and entrepreneurs, we're not allowed to have one of those days if we don't want to work 100 hour weeks. Like everything has to be effective. And you know what the best way is to get motivated for your day and to be effective? Mother water. (laughs) 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 Okay. So biz bros, without celebration, there is no motivation. Yeah. So we literally celebrate our wins. We celebrate what we've already done. And then that's how we're motivated to continue both in fitness and nutrition and in business. So if you ever have a three o'clock in the afternoon time where you have two hours left to get a bunch of stuff done, but you just want to go take a nap, list the stuff you already did that day. And all of a sudden you'll be motivated to finish out those two hours and just crush it. Yes. Wow. I like it. Oh. I like it. Without celebration, there is no motivation. I, I wrote it down. And yeah. Everything. yeah. Julie, you just, you just brought it back together because i mean we've talked about this the other time and and i've been managing i I created this weekly framework that works for me personally right like i was like and i needed to see the things that i was that i was getting done right so literally is breaking down in 10 minute slots and in each of those 10 minute slots i put an activity right that i need to finish and then if it rolls down it rolls down but normally i try to finish it in those 10 minutes right um there's tasks obviously like the show that is like more 10 minutes like six six blocks but literally as soon as i get it done is a green check right next to it right and there's obviously a ton of tools i'm doing it on my sheets like that's the system that works for me and like you like what you just said I went back to my previous two weeks that I've been implementing this and that's exactly what happens because I'm looking at that and I see all the green checks and I'm like, ah, I got it done. This is so good. Let's crush. Ah, so thank you for putting it into into words and I encourage everybody listening, go ahead. Like if it's for your business, if it's for your publishing, put them down, celebrate your wins, celebrate what you do with your team, with yourselves and continue to execute. Yeah, it's it's so easy to get discouraged. Um, Sorry, Julie, I thought you, I think you were going to say something. I was just going to say, you know what the best way to make sure that you don't stay motivated is? What is it? Don't celebrate? It's to pick things that you can't possibly get done Mm. and starting with things that are too big. And so if you have those things that you're going to get done every 10 minutes, but they're too hard or they're too big, this is what makes most people fail on their health and fitness journey is that they're like, I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to work out an hour a day. I'm going to download this meal plan on the internet and we're going to meal prep and we're going to cook it. And then they fail after the first or the second day. And then their vegetables go bad in the refrigerator and then they're just sad. And then they just don't do anything. And so I, I, and I'm going to let you guys lead this wherever you want. But before we got on, we talked about talking about you guys. Yeah. What we can do with your nutrition uh, yeah, I, and maybe I, we could do a living example of this. Yes, Absolutely, I, I love this. Be- before we dive in, there, I just wanted to make a quick comment, real quick, on the on the topic of celebrating. Um, we are so quick to discourage yourself and look at the negatives, and I think that's a just like a human trait, honestly. So keeping records of things that we do is extremely important. And I go back to the author of Good to Great, Jim Collins. I actually I listened to an interview with that he did with Brené Brown. And <laughs> yes, I love that book. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I just got his new one, Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0. So I, I haven't read it yet. Supposedly it's, it's incredible. But this interview that he did with Brené Brown, he was talking about how he started a system where every day he rates himself from two to negative two. 
right? So if he did good that day, he, he'll put a two. If it was uh, all right, he'll put a zero and you get the point, right? So on days that he feels super low and he's like, oh man, like I haven't done anything. I, I haven't been productive. What he does is he, he goes back to the spreadsheet and he looks at the numbers and he's like, actually, I just had one bad day in the last like two weeks. Look at all the other days that I've been doing good things. You know, maybe I'm being too harsh with myself. I'm just going to take it easy today, maybe rest, collect my thoughts, and then move forward the next day. And I think that is so, so important. And, and we don't look at it that way. And I'm guilty of that. I'm very guilty of that. I've been trying to actually implement, uh, kinda, I have it in my, in my calendar as win the day, which is a section of the, day, of the day at the end of the day where I just go through my calendar, see what I did, what I need to do for next day, right? Kind of like that celebratory space in my life. And I haven't been consistent with it, right? And the moment, the days that I do it, I feel good. The days I don't do it, I'm like, I don't, I don't, sometimes I feel good, sometimes I don't, right? It's like very, very flimsy. So it's so important, right? It's so important to do it and to stay consistent with those tasks. And I love the fact that you get that pointer that you gave us that is, keep those tasks doable. Sometimes we just set these huge goals, uh, huge tags, tasks in a fr framework, uh, in a time frame that we cannot get done. And then we're just setting ourselves literally for not being successful. So thank you for sharing that. Now we can transition into the meal if you no, want. No, you, you opened up something else. We just have to talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. We, we're we going to have to do part celebrate. two. What? We're going to have to do part two at some point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll be less than 30 seconds. Oh, no, 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 no. Go, go, we, as, we, go we, as long as you want. We got time. I'm just saying there's so much to, to share and unpack. Yeah. And then we should just do a whole thing on, on the thing that you want to do. And, you know, a you whole do, Rhino Julie season. A whole season. Rhino Julie season, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that would be amazing. This is so this is so much more fun than like the shows that I do. Like I don't know if it's because there's two of you or if it's the horn or the music. This is amazing. It is the so, horn and the awesome guest, Julie. Ah, uh, well, thank you. If it was Fancy on the other side, it would be a very different story. I don't know how how, how would that turn out. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I, I love how, how competitive brothers are. So, guys, before I forget, yes. if we don't celebrate the wins, this is really important. We're literally training our subconscious to seek out the failures mm. because that's all we're doing is we're like, oh, I didn't get the big thing done, so I'm a failure. And when we celebrate the wins, we train our subconscious to seek out those same habits that we just celebrated and it's the it, you know the secret to success is consistency and duration yes Woo! and consistency and duration is always going to be a fight if we're constantly hard on ourselves for what we're not doing and this is what i work with my nutrition clients on too it's like we have to start with something that we know we're going to get done every single day and we're going to celebrate the heck out of it And then our subconscious is going to want more of those wins, more of those hits, right? And then all of a sudden, we're going to be motivated without forcing ourselves to be motivated to do those little consistent things. But if all we say is, I didn't make the million dollars yet, or I didn't do this big thing yet, yeah. or I don't have, you know, whatever we think we don't have, 
we are are just working on the little baby part of our brain that's in the here and now and we're just like crushing the soul of our subconscious absolutely yeah. I, I i love that what you mentioned about if we don't celebrate we're training our subconscious to want to fail right and it's it's critical right we don't pay attention to the subconscious which like leads 90 of our life And you just remind me of this research that has been done. Um, his name is uh, Dr. B.J. Fogg, and he wrote a book about tiny habits. It's called Tiny Habits. You have it in there, too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like our lost sister. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, this book was awesome because first, you always have the people saying, like, you need 60 days to develop a habit. And when I read this book, and he's like, that's not true, right? You just need a a right system to do it and you need to start with those minimum viable actions right those minimal viable steps that was eye-opening because it's like wow i can literally set a habit a positive habit but all you gotta do is start small and to you know circle back to what we say before courage is taking consistent small steps and to develop these habits you need to be courageous right you need you're stepping into the unknown and sometimes we feel we're courageous because we're taking on this goal and taking these big actions but we're just setting ourselves for failure right we need to and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm sure you're gonna have a reaction here but it's like we need to build it in a sustainable way right <laughs> yes that is the basis of business like our, our daily habits for business and our daily habits for health and fitness is mm. it's not about what type of diet we do it's not about what program we take or what business book we read it's are the habits that we're trying to implement are they sustainable yep and adherable Because if they're not sustainable and adherable, or adherable, it doesn't matter what course we're taking, it doesn't matter what we're trying to build, we're never ever going to get there. It could be the right thing, it's not the right thing for us, or it's the not not the right thing to start out with. I love that you said that. So far, our books are matching up. I know. Uh, the, the, I know. It's the, pretty the, impressive. <laughs> It just took us 20 years to meet you, Julie. You're saying. I know. <laughs> hey, it's the right moment. It's the right it, moment. It, it all happens for a reason and at the best time. So I'm, I'm so happy it happened. Now, Julie, let we can transition to to the, the meal part if you want, right? Yes. Okay, we're going to do this live on the air. Ooh. You guys said that we could. Yeah, yes. let's go. So we're, we're going to figure out your next one thing for mm. each of you guys to implement. But first... This is so important. We're going to celebrate what have you already been doing to support your body and your brain to be able to run your business and be there mentally and physically for your family and, you know, for your future. What have you already been doing? Uh, okay. So, I mean, we talked about starting the 75 hard. That's, I think that's pretty intense for, for a lot of people, include, you know, that there's a whole reason we can talk about that later, but the, a small thing, well, not a small thing. It's, uh, my gallon water bottle. because I didn't realize how much water I wasn't, I wasn't drinking until I started doing this. And, uh, clearly I'm way behind. I'm where it's like 7am and it's like 1pm. So I gotta like start chugging, but the visual to me helps me big time because that's what, uh, that was what would happen. Like it would be like 1pm and I, I didn't have any water. And then I'll just drink one cup and that's it. And then I was like feeling crappy all day. So my win is that I've been consistent drinking more than one gallon of water every single day. That's awesome win. Awesome and win. And that is amazing, guys. Water feeds your brain and it also lubricates your joints and it also helps flush your body out. It helps you live longer. Mm -hmm. It helps 
prevent all kinds of diseases. So it's a big deal. <laughs> I know. We need, we're going to need a Bees Roast and Rhino Julie co-branded one gallon mm. water bottles. Just saying. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how people run a business when they don't drink enough water because literally your brain is foggy and it is not working as well as it yeah. should. So big time celebration for you. Okay, Biz Bro. Let's go. <laughs> I was going to call you Biz Bro number two. And I was like, Oh, base room number you, two. You, base room number two know. is next. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So, I mean, it just, it, it, if it's because of the order that we were born, then you are very correct, <laughs> Julie. Uh, <laughs> so, my win is that for the last two weeks, I've stayed pretty consistent with the workouts, right? And I've been actually, I'm, I'm, I love learning new stuff. So I've been very, and a lot of times I start learning some stuff and then I'm like, ah, I'm bored and I put it away and then I'm, I just move into like a different thing. <laughs> so I am excited that I've been very consistent with learning how to play tennis, right? I'm like going on my own. I'm practicing. I'm playing you, with other people. You want to know the real truth though to that? Okay, he goes to competition again. Is that uh, he lost against me and he can't he can't live with that and then so th that's fine. No, you know, I it's okay. In the overall we in the overall matches we're one one. I beat him the first one, he beat me the second one. The next one will be the defining for bragging rights. So it's all good. I'm so retired. My celebration is that that I, I've been more consistent with that. And I mean I feel it has helped me in other aspects of trying to go to sleep a little bit earlier too which is super important that that's one of my biggest ones i need to go to sleep early for example yesterday i failed because i had a super late soccer game i didn't get home till like 11 p.m but still i'm celebrating because i've done it consistently for the last two weeks so let's go <laughs> yes i absolutely love it exercise that yeah there's no horn <laughs> that is helping you get to bed earlier. It is helping mm. you get more quality sleep. But exercise, that's what I always start with, with all of my clients, because it helps with everything. It helps us live longer. Again, back to the brains. It helps our brains work better. It, it helps us just be not so grumpy as well. Like it literally helps fight depression and us just feeling down. So here's the thing. You guys are doing 75 hard. I want to congratulate you on doing tennis because you enjoy it. Yeah. So important for people to find something that they enjoy. But yeah. here's the thing. You guys have been athletes your whole lives. You're mm -hmm. probably a little bit addicted to the pain, the suffering, the soreness. <laughs> for anybody who's listening who is not addicted to that, it is okay to start with 30 seconds a day of something. Uh -huh. Holding a plank for 30 seconds. Doing as many squats as you can for 30 seconds. It is okay to walk your dog and do a squat every time they stop to sniff something, which you know is a lot. Like just starting with something that you know beyond awesome. a shadow of a doubt you can do, then all of a sudden your sub subconscious, especially when you celebrate the fact that you did it every day, is going to be seeking that out. And then all of a sudden you're gonna be motivated to do more. So it's not starting out like, I'm gonna go to the gym for an hour a day. It's, I'm gonna start for seconds. And then it's going to naturally go up from there. So that is awesome. We celebrated your wins. Now I want to do the next little phase is saying, what are your goals? And I'm going to help you figure out the one next habit that you implement. Does that sound okay with you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay. Yeah. So okay, uh, who's going first? Uh, Fonzie can go first. But before he goes first, I want to highlight the fact that what you're 
saying here and preaching and I th I love it. Also, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but I also come from the fitness industry a little bit. I, I used to run uh, Orange Theory Fitness Studio. So probably your competition or not, maybe. So you're probably like, I, I hate I you, don't, I don't think OTF is a competition. <laughs> no, for, there's no for competition. The right you know, if our competition is, is being on the treadmill, you know, for, for 30 minutes and then like, you know, doing something very similar every day. If that was my competition, you guys would be, you know? That, that, <laughs> by the way, I, I'm not, they're, they're awesome. I loved it. Uh, but anyways, I have an experience. I, actually, I need to I go to your. Love oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Good. They have a special place in my heart, but I, we need to go experience your boot camps yes. uh, and your, your locations. We've heard awesome things. We've had previous guests on the show that have gone to your locations, by the way. So, uh, yeah, we might have to chat afterwards. But um, anyways, so, yeah, I just wanted to highlight that. And, and the fact that you what you are doing is removing the friction from execution, right? It's like, how can we, like, remove as much friction so we can actually operate? So mm -hmm. uh, I'll let Fonzie go and then uh, so I'll, I'll go. we're talking about uh, personal goals. Yes. Yeah. What is your big like personal goal? And then we're going to bring it down to the one next thing, like the most important habit that you can do so to achieve that goal. Are we talking about because <laughs> yeah, that, you know, this this is that challenging in the fitness in the in fitness is, is are we talking yeah exactly are we talking about fitness yes. or like life overall no personal? fitness no, no don't go to the fit. life overall Fonzie like we'll stay here for four hours uh, just fit, fitness health like it could be having more energy it could be right. like it, it has to be something that like you're really passionate about when it comes to your health it could be chasing after your grandchildren and great grandchildren when you're ninety all right perfect yeah so I want definitely. I want more energy, right? But I want I want to be able to keep playing sports, soccer, tennis, whatever sport you are until I'm old and extremely old. <laughs> okay, I love it. So I would I mean obviously the stretching and all of that, but that is honestly secondary to fueling your body. So mm. are you getting enough food for this goal? Are you getting enough protein for this goal? Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating enough vegetables? Like what are you doing now to support this goal? Because literally what we put in our bodies is what keeps our joints moving. And like, if we eat enough protein, that is partially what helps us not break a hip when we're 50, you know, in the bathtub shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I do think I, I eat, uh, plenty of protein. Right. I mean, I, I eat eggs when I wake up and I'm, after I work out, I have protein shake. Uh, I always eat. I, I try to have protein in every meal. I do. I am pretty bad at my timing at eating. If you ask my girlfriend, she's like, you're horrible because I have dinner like at 9 p.m. Sometimes yesterday I had dinner after my soccer game, like at 11 p.m. Um, I, I, my timings for eating are all over the I, place. I feel that's also a cultural thing because at home, yeah, like, we, we eat dinner we, pretty, pretty yeah, late. We grew, up, yeah. we grew up eating dinner, dinner late. But I would say my eating is fairly healthy. Do I need more greens? My girlfriend would say definitely, yes, I need to eat more <laughs> greens in my life. Um, but I, yeah, I, I stay pretty conscious. I eat very similar every single day. Like I'm not a person that goes and explore his like chef ability. I'm <laughs> like, this is easy, is healthy. I'm going to, I'm going to just make it and eat it. Um, and I'm trying to be more conscious of when I go eat outside, eating the, the healthy stuff. Okay, so I would always be concerned about you under eating, especially as an athlete. 
Like go eat whatever you want at the restaurants. Just add the vegetables. I eat three cups of broccoli at 10.30 a.m. every day because I don't like vegetables and I'm working anyways. So I just eat it. I put it in the microwave plain and I just eat it. And then my vegetables are done. And then the rest of my meals, I have proteins, fats, and carbs, which I absolutely love. Yeah. So the fact that you're, you want more energy means that you're either not getting enough sleep, not drinking enough water or not getting enough fuel. And so I would practice awareness. I would start Ooh. tracking in something like my fitness pal, um, just for a couple days and see what the numbers actually are on your proteins, your fats, your carbs, it shows your micronutrients. Like, and if that is a small habit that you could do for a few days, then after that, you can look at the data and say, okay, I'm going to eat three cups of broccoli like Julie at 1030, or I'm not getting enough sleep or I'm not drinking enough water. And so I would figure out one of those things, but just like in business data and metrics, that is what shows us what to yes. work on. Yeah. So I don't trust you. Like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't trust that you're getting enough food. I, I didn't yeah. even say I don't trust you. I don't trust that you're, <laughs> you're getting enough food. Yeah. So if you could commit to tracking it, that would be amazing just for a few days. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. I, I do think sometimes I under eat, um, my issue though, I cannot have broccoli. I don't know why. Like I love, bro don't get me wrong. I, I love would broccoli. I would die I in love the broccoli. I, like Julie, yes, this has happened. It's I need so to, bad on my stomach. It's like so bad. He gets kicked out to a coffee shop. That's why you see him on the coffee shop all the time. Because I ate broccoli. Yes. <laughs> I need to breathe. Do whatever, do whatever vegetables that you like, but, but start with the awareness. And by the way, it's okay to eat late at night. That was a myth that's been busted to mm. eat whenever, but just, I just wouldn't go, you know, too long without eating just because food is fuel for your brain. You yeah. Know? No, that, I mean, that's all. Yeah. I cannot, I, sometimes I do go long without eating when I'm like in the zone doing something, but yeah, uh, that I try to, I like eating. I enjoy eating. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's practice awareness for you, whatever that looks like. Just start with awareness. It's okay. If it, logging it, And then I want you to pick the one next thing that you know you can do beyond a shadow of a doubt, even if it's going to bed 15 minutes earlier, even if it's water, like even if it's more vegetables, even if you log your food and you're like, oh, I am under on my protein because we need, it's 0.8 grams per kilogram of protein every single day for our yep. body weight. So like it's more a lot of times than we think. Um, but Bizbro number one, he knows that he worked in Orange Theory. I do love Orange Theory. One of my best friends goes to Orange Theory, actually. Yeah, so you guys just got me in a in an argumentative, competitive nature. <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's, awesome. it's a it's awesome. It's a whole different workout, right? Like it's it's a whole different thing. Um, we'll, we'll do a live episode from one of your gyms one day. Yeah, yeah let's go. Oh, that'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, the reason it means so much to me because that was the only thing. I, and, and again, for me, it was about removing the friction. And since I was there, I was executing, right? And love the freaking coaches, love everything. And they got me ready for the 24 hour race, for the eight hour race. That, that was what I was doing at the time. So uh, literally, that was the only thing that I did. It got me ready for my first marathon. So it, it's, a, it's an emotional attachment, right? So, um, I need to get back to it. So Heath, if you're watching or, 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 or listening to this, uh, give me the membership. Um, <laughs> anyways, 
Uh, Heath is like the regional uh, here in, where we live in Jacksonville. He's part of the 45 Live too. So shout out, Heath. Nice. <laughs> so we, you guys should connect. Anyways. Um, I was going to gonna me, say, are you avoiding your, your goal? Huh? No, 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 no. Here he goes. Here he goes. Okay. So a little bit of backstory, right? D D1 athlete. Like I play soccer too my four years. So I always like never really had to like work on because like the friction was already removed from me because I was part of the program right before that same thing you know growing up we we're training every single day right so that was happening then right after that orange theory happened so I'm still in the environment right so now I'm out of the environment is the for the past like year and a half so my initial goal you want my long-term goal or my initial goal um, what what your goal is currently? Yeah, currently it's literally get back in the habit of moving every single day, because uh, for almost a year that was we played soccer here and there, but it was almost non-existent, right? So I need to get back into moving. That's why I chose the heart reset of seventy-five hard. So maybe also I'm addicted to that kind of activity, and I need I just need to to move it. To me, I learned that that's how I execute. I need to put a lot of pressure in me to be able to do it. Um, so. That's why. So that's my, my first time. It's like, get moving. So for the first 75 days, I think I'm on day 11. That I said day 75, I'm going to revisit what the next stage is uh, to continue with that movement a little bit more. So um, with that, it comes to like the eating, making sure that, I, you know, my water, making sure that I'm feeling my body to be able to support that. So uh, that is my... So I do want to know your big... Goal. What are goal. you exercising every day for? Yes, that's good. And that's I think that's a question that's still in my head. So here's a big one. Luca is two, right? So obviously I want to be as healthy, as and active as possible to be able to do anything that he wants to do with me, right? So my son is my, my biggest drive, you know, uh, he's actually starting soccer league this weekend. It's two, and yeah, he's already playing soccer. So that I want to be able to play with him. I want to be able to run with him. I, if he wants to do the 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 mud runs, right? Any event, physical event. I love mud runs too. So I want to get back to those. That was my form of competition after soccer, right? That's what keep me kept me going forward. So I would like literally book an event a year and then prepare for that event. Um, so that's, that's kind of long-term goal. Um, six pack, obviously for Katie, <laughs> wink, wink, um, you know, she's like, I don't care. <laughs> uh, no, but look at, look is the biggest driver. Yes. Just make sure that I'm active, healthy, you know, not overweight, feeling comfortable. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And I hear from both of you guys that you want to be able to move for a long, long time and you're super competitive and it makes you happy. <laughs> to be able to still do your sports. Yeah. And so you guys both know like that that comes with stretching, Absolutely. water, you know, taking care of yourselves. So what what's the one thing that you're going to commit to? Um, and I want to get this from both of you. What's the one thing yes. that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you can commit to? You're already committing to exercise. You're already doing water. That's amazing. You're already doing those. What's the, the one extra thing for both of you guys? So, I mean, on the air. so we we talk about awareness log food right but for me personally i think the most important part is is sleep like i need to get in the habit of okay. going to sleep earlier yeah um, and what keeps you from getting enough sleep myself honestly like my my biggest hurdle sometimes i feel like you know so sometimes at night it's like oh it's my time to disconnect from everything and I just like extend the time where I'm going to sleep, 
instead of and that is because i probably am then waking up at a time and i'm rushing to get out and start the day and everything right i'm not taking the time for myself um i if Mandy would hear me talking about this right now, <laughs> Mandy's my girlfriend. Uh, yeah, she's always telling me that. Um, but yeah, it is it, that I think one thing leads to the other, right? Like the lack of sleep, uh, then throughout the day, sometimes after eating, I'm like, oh, I'm getting sleepy. And I think most of my not I don't I don't have any health issues. I'm like, I'm grateful that I'm extremely healthy. But you know, more, more most of my i don't know issues surrounding my day-to-day -day, i think they would go away or diminish by getting better sleep i agree 100 percent. sleep is where the magic happens it's where our body rewards us from the good stuff so let's say you were eating vegetables and you were exercising sleep is where your body rewards you and gives you that positive adaptation from what you're doing and then sleep is also where we recover so if you maybe went and had a whole bag of Doritos and a, a Mountain Dew and, you know, I don't know, laid on the couch or maybe you were super stressed with your business all day, then sleep is where your body also recovers from those things. So I would agree with you. So what's the one thing you're going to do to get more sleep? Are you going to wear blue blockers like a few hours before you already got them on? Good. Yeah. Are you going to do you have blackout curtains in your bedroom? Like, do you turn off all electronics an hour before going to sleep? Like, that's when I read yeah. my books is, okay, that one. So so that that's okay. a big one. Yes, I need to disconnect from technology. So I have the, the blackout room. I have a light alarm that it literally wakes me up with like, it, it, it like simulates like a sunrise pretty much. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, but I got in, into the bad habit of pushing snooze. Lately, because I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not waking up because I'm too tired because I'm going to sleep way too late. So now I have my room, my phone back in the room with the alarm and I'm pressing snooze. All these things that I've been noticing, right, that I need to, okay, start to rewire my brain to do correctly. And I think it'll start by going to sleep early. So I, I like that of cutting technology maybe an hour or two before and just reading. I love reading, right? So like, uh, yeah, I think that'll be a good one. Just whatever it is, make sure that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you can do it for the first week every single day. So it's okay to start with 10 minutes earlier, awesome. you know? Like, like it's, and then and then it, it will automatically, you'll start to, to, to pull back more and more because you celebrate what you did. You're like, okay, I turned off my electronics 15 minutes before bedtime and read a book. And now I'm celebrating that I did that. Yay, I'm so awesome. And I'm like messaging Julie on Facebook saying I did it. And actually that's on your electronics. So don't do that. Just tell your <laughs> girlfriend. Write it, <laughs> write it down on your paper, on your paper notepad. Yeah, and then do I'll it the next my, day. My notepad. Paper, tell your girlfriend you're going to do it. Have her celebrate with you. And then your subconscious will seek to do it earlier and earlier and earlier until you have the one to two hours. Because the one to two hours might not happen at first. That is awesome. Yeah. That's your one thing. I'm so glad that we got that out. Okay, Bizbro number one. Yeah, let's what? go. Uh, by, by order of birth. Yeah, by order of birth. <laughs> Good. So that I way like we, the, don't, we don't compromise yeah, you, Julia. I, I like the disclaimer here, by order of birth. Um, <laughs> man, I hate that you said that first, because as I'm walking, like that- I mean, that it can be the same thing. It's the same. Yeah. It, it is really the same, because and that's why I wanted to start with that, with that challenge, because 
it makes me I'm committed to it so it makes me go to do that so the first week was pretty consistent second week no so much so now it's like okay let's tackle you know from today on what is that gonna look like so uh definitely go to bed early meaning right I need to as you guys were having this conversation I've been going through in my head what am I gonna do that so it maybe it's my day structure right so I we talked about the blocking and the things that I'm doing so how can I move that in because same thing I get home right and uh, obviously I want to spend time with Luca I want to kind of like once he goes to bed he normally goes to bed around 7 7 30 it's like okay disconnect what now and really I really enjoy catching up on on YouTube a little bit right so what is it like am I actually going to do that for a little bit um and then reading uh, part of the challenge is to read as well so I'm catching up on some books so disconnecting from the electronics into a certain point to be able to sleep at that time so to me it's gonna be set up that initial like goal of like going to bed and like rearrange my day so i can start executing and testing and do that so um i think that's gonna be my one thing it's like like rearrange my day so when i get home i literally have nothing to do except the play with luca catch up and read and that's it right um i think that's gonna be the the one the one thing and i read in bed so I, my teeth are brushed, like I'm ready to go to Done. sleep. And then, and so I, usually I don't even make it as long. Like I'm like, okay, I have until 10 o'clock to read. And I go to like 9.30 and I'm, I'm out. So that, that helps Done. me too because that transition from, you know, reading and then getting ready for bed. It's like, yeah. you know. Then you're active Julia, again. Julia, what time do you, <laughs> do you wake up? Whenever I want to, usually about eight hours from when I go to sleep. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I don't schedule anything. Sleep is so important to me that I don't schedule anything in the morning just in case I had a night that was a little bit harder. So I naturally wake up six something mm. and uh, and then I do the five, four, three, two, one, the Mel Robbins. Shoot yeah. out of bed. <laughs> That's what I need to do. That's yeah. what I need to do. Literally. Yeah. I love that. That snooze button is my worst enemy right now. But the key is. It, it, if I if I wake up five hours after I went to sleep, I'm gonna go back to sleep yeah. because sleep is like I I know just like you guys are talking about when we don't get enough sleep, everything is harder yeah. or less effective. It takes us two hours to do something it should have taken us one hour to do. You're not as funny when on your live videos. Yep. Or maybe you're mm -hmm. funnier. What you you were were you getting sleep when you were in Georgia? When I was, oh, I was getting so much, so much sleep. Yeah, they, that, my, my girlfriend's family go to bed like at 8 p.m., 9 p.m. And I was like, wait, what? Is the day over? I was like, yeah. also, I'm just yeah. going to go to sleep. Yeah. I, I also, like, I, I'm, you know, going through patterns in my head, Julie, you know, as we're having this conversation, but it's the same thing. Like, whenever, for example, I, I love getting stuff done, like, early. So, like, I then I go back to my wins and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, sweet. I feel really good, right? So, that starts in the morning. I remember, you know, with Orange Theory, I had to open the studio four thirty in the morning, and I was like, I, like eleven noon, I was out. I was done with everything I gotta do admin wise. I could either work out, help the team, you know, continue to do that, right? And then because the environment changed, that's the thing. Like I gotta find that, that new footing. And in the morning, the feeling is so great because you wake up, you you do whatever you gotta do, either like work wise or workout wise, right? And then you're like, sweet, like win. Win number one. What is the next one? What is the next one? And so on. And, and do that. So I, I love it. I love everything that we've talked about today, Julie. Uh, Julie, I'm going to pull a reverse Uno card on you right now. <laughs> what is your goal and your commitment? 
my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I have been meditating first thing every morning. Meditating, I mean, just staring out the window. And I've been doing that for a little while. Um, man, my, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask you what you guys asked me, my, my fitness and health commitment or my business commitment. Yeah. Let's do your, your, I mean, you're all over. So yeah. Let's do the health. Let's keep it in the same trend. That was, I think. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to say that I'm doing all the things. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel real, I feel really good about my routine. I better, yeah. right? I better have it together if I, I'm in this I, position. I mean, I mean, if you're after like the entrepreneur journey, 20 years and you have a team, I'm like, that's really cool, right? Yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's part of it, like to see it on the other side too. Um, one of the things is like, we gotta, we grow, whatever we are, we grow, right? So like for you, I'm sure like you have this list mm -hmm. of things that you, in your head, you're like, I need to get better at that. I need to get better. Even though you are in a wonderful position because of your experience, your time, your team and stuff, right? But still, like, what is that one thing? Maybe not in fitness, right? But maybe it's, it's publishing. I know that you started your publishing journey, like, not so long ago. So in publishing, what what is that one thing? And I think you're really doing freaking great. We've seen the show. And obviously today you've been like, oh, this is incredible conversation. So uh, what what is, maybe in publishing? You know, we can, no, we can. You guys, in this show, I'm like, this is how I'm supposed to be doing it. I am so <laughs> glad the Fizz Bros invited me on. I have so many business goals. So, health, fitness, meditation, like, I'm yeah. feeling good about that. But business wise, we just survived a pandemic with the gyms. We're close 79 days. Wow. We're at 35% capacity, and everyone has to wear masks right now, which wow. we're hoping will lift within the next month, and then everything should be great. But my commitment is to be consistent in my gyms and in what we've been learning with the sales ascenders because I'm not consistent with reach outs. I'm nope. just not. And a week will go by mm -hmm. and I haven't done any of the little consistent business things. Like I've done all the survival things. I've worked on my dream things, like the fun things. I'm always yeah. starting something new and I love working on those. But the consistent needle drivers, I'm not good at that yet, and I'm going to be. So that I'm committing right now to you guys. I'm going to commit to my reach outs. I'm going to do oh, five wow. because I had 20, and I I I I fell off the wagon. So yeah. I'm going to do five reach outs a day. Yes, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. We're so pumped uh, up. Sean and Chris, if you guys are listening, you guys should be proud. <laughs> yeah, you guys should be definitely proud. I think we should bring everybody in the sales attenders group so we, they can do the, the commitments here publicly <laughs> to the world. Um, right. I, I, I love it, you know, and, and then we could do a whole different episode for our business commitment, which, you know, Jerry, you know this, Chris and, and Sean, you know this, like all, all our like multiple coaches know this. Um, so yeah, yeah absolutely. Wow. Uh, Okay. This has been amazing, Julie. Yes. Thank you. So we have we have one last question. Uh, it's really two, but I'm gonna take this commitment as in like uh, as the action point for people listening right now. Like think about like how do you remove the friction, right? And how you are consistent with the needle drivers, right? Like exactly what you just explained. I think that's very important. Remove the friction for everything. Like if it's 
if you were trying to do 20 outreach and that's not happening, lower the number a little bit so we can start getting those wins, things that we talked about. And Julie, thank you so much for an incredible debrief that you had with us on the health and stuff because it also sparked, you know, yes. there's always something that we got to get better, especially entrepreneurs. We have our hands in so many places, right? And then it's like, okay, because of that, how can I execute consistently and what is the needle driver personally for us and then for the business, which is super awesome. So Julie, last question. Um, where would you be if you did not publish, if you didn't advertise, if you didn't share your message out there with the world on what you're doing with your business? I feel like I would be fat and I would be working for somebody and working for somebody isn't as bad as the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's people, yeah, there's people that, that, that love doing that, but interesting, interesting. We, 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 Oh yeah. There's nothing wrong with working somebody unless you're the worst employee ever. And that's me. Like I've never (laughs) had a job and I almost tried once and I was the worst and I like to be good at things. So there's nothing wrong with working for somebody if you're going to be good at it. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And it goes back full circle to what you were doing and saying at the very beginning of the episode, which is doing what you love and what you really want and doing the workouts how you want. And Mm -hmm. it will feel the same way. Like for us, you know, we want to publish the way that we want. We want to run the business the way that we want. Right. And we're working. We want to have a fun podcast. We want to have a fun (laughs) podcast. There we go. And you know, lately in my head, I'm like, how can we turn this more of a talk show? Can we have these awesome structures? And so there, there's more stuff coming later. But anyways, uh, freaking love it. Julie, thank you so much. How can people find you? How can people connect with you? Your, your branding is on point for sure. So Rhino Julie everywhere, I'm assuming. But like, where do you want to send people to get to know a little bit more about you? So rhinojulie.com. And if anybody needs me, if you're an entrepreneur who's just suffering and you know that you need that daily support and guidance. I am doing that right now. I won't be doing it forever, um, but right now I'm doing it and it's kind of a passion project. Uh, so you can email me. Julie at rhinojulie.com is my secret email address. So Julie at rhinojulie.com. Just email me direct if you really, really need that daily help. And I'll be there, but otherwise, rhinojulie.com, connect. Yeah, You can get on my Rhino Julie show, but if you're going to be on my Rhino Julie show, you have to have as much fun as the biz bros. <laughs> yes, let's go. I'm yes. sure. Uh, Julie, I, I want to apologize in advance. Your inbox is going to explode <laughs> with awesome comments saying how awesome this episode was. Just saying, so if, if your servers crash, this is why. Thank you to the Content Profit family out there. Uh, this was incredible, Julie. Thank yeah. you so much. I can't, I can't wait to go back and re-listen to this and mm-hmm. read the steel ideas. I'm sure our team is going to enjoy this so, so, so and very much. Just stay consistent <laughs> with our commitments. Yes, that too. Yep. All right. Yep. Um, any last thoughts you want to share before we head out? Yeah, I think uh, the biz bros should definitely check in with their audience on how their uh, consistent habits are going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, guys, Thank you. I, I do want to say if anybody out there gets frustrated or hard on themselves, just remember that it's celebrating those wins that is that is going to help you move forward. And, it's, and motivation does not happen without that celebration. So let's give ourselves a little bit of grace and get excited about what we know we can do. And then know that our subconscious is going to help pull us the rest of the way through if we just start with that. Yes. Oh, that was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for coming. And with that, guys. 
Thank you so much for tuning into the Content's Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Base Bros Co. everywhere. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful and Julie helped you move one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye, guys.